Ethical disclaimer. While Diana and I are psychologists, we aren't your psychologists. Reverse psychology is not a replacement for therapy. Now, on with the show. Okay, you ready? Yeah, is it working? How'd you fix it? I just pushed a bunch of buttons. Oh. Set a little prayer for you. Do you want me to set a timer? Yes, we're going to do it. Yes. Okay. I have a meeting at five. Okay. I'll, I'll hop from this right to my meeting. I know. Maybe if we overlap, we can invite the person into this. Can you mm. can you keep can it at a 10 for the next 54 minutes? Keep it at what? Keep what? Keep keep it at a 10. Oh, yeah. I'll try. We have a new policy here, which is all crescendo. I'll try. Okay. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm goody good. Okay. I don't know. That I'm, was convincing. I'm good. I'm trying to pep. I'm trying to pep in my step. You're trying to pep Time boys? to pep it up. Okay. For our one fan, for our, for our, <laughs> for our friends who are also our pod, podcast listeners, for the four people who really ask for this. Yeah. We're on the cutting edge of bespoke podcasting where people say, hey, can you make another one? And then we go home and we make it. <laughs> And we just mail it to them directly. Yeah. I think that's their way of saying that we like hearing you talk, but we don't like being there when you're talking. <laughs> I think that's just a hard feedback. them saying, we want more time with you and clearly don't have a lot of time because you're so busy. Wow. Zeus is just slamming his dishes. Yeah. I all, it could also be them saying, hey, we're, we're worried about you. You don't seem to have enough to do. Or it could be them saying, we want to listen to your podcast across a week because you're too much in yeah. one dose and one hangout session. So if we can get you in like five minute segments across seven days, okay, that'd be great. Well, for those listening, they're already about two and a half minutes into this hangout <laughs> session. You're halfway there. Hold on tight. Two and a half more minutes. You can pause it for another day. Um, I, so I, uh, so I'm good. I, uh, That's good. What's going on with me? I've been going to the gym every day for necessity. For showers? For showers. We're, we're a strong gust of wind away from being homeless at this point. <laughs> I took a completely nude bath in the kitchen yesterday. <laughs> I bought a kiddie pool for the kitchen floor. Let's start from the beginning of this story. So we're getting our bathroom remodeled, which is way more of an inconvenience than anyone. Would no, have. everyone was like, this is going to suck for you. Yeah, but I don't believe them. Now I do. No. It, it's our only bathroom. It's our only bathroom. Now we have no shower. It's uh, completely gutted. It's not just like, oh, we're going to change some tiles. It looks like you. someone stole our bathroom. <laughs> Everything's missing. <laughs> that is what you said. My favorite part of this past week was the first thing in the morning. You said, I think I'm going to take a shower in the washing machine tonight. <laughs> and I thought you were joking. And I, I chuckled. And then later. I was half. I don't know. I was trying to see, one, what your reaction was. And two, if I could actually do it. And then you texted it to me like a couple hours later and i got a little bit more concerned <laughs> and then like when i talked to you before i got home from work you brought up like every time i talked to you brought it up and then that evening you like you you like rolled your towel into a neat little tube and got your clothes <laughs> and you're like just humming to yourself walking back to the laundry room and i was like oh my god she's gonna she's gonna put herself in the washing machine yeah i fully assessed the situation when i got there and i thought i was too heavy yeah, probably was, for the an 11th hour decision you're like oh wait <laughs> And then I felt like, oh, it's only going to go to like my thighs. Yeah. It just, Plus you get super dizzy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it wasn't a good idea. I'm, I'm not saying I'm thinking clearly this week. Yeah. It's, we're showerless. We do have a toilet every night. 
But you can't shower in the toilet. But you can't go in a toilet that's sitting outside waiting for it to be put back in for the night. Right. You also can't use the toilet while it's while the contractors are here. So you have to make, yeah. make do with a bucket. Make <laughs> you have to make do do in a bucket that we have in our laundry room. The laundry room is now our second bathroom. I know. Our house value just went up dramatically because mm-hmm. now we have two bathrooms. Two, bath- two bathrooms. What is what what counts as a bathroom? I think it's in the name. Just <laughs> just a room. It's a room where that, you would bathe in. That you have gone to the bathroom in. Oh, that's most of these rooms. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, so that's, I mean, that's, you know, we both have like two full-time jobs Yeah. and no shower. I don't want to brag, but my, one of my uh, full-time jobs has a bathroom at it. So, but no shower, but mm-hmm. I can at least like go in peace. You oh, did shave your head there this week. I did cut my hair at we're work. So, I felt, we're, camp- we're basically camping. I felt like a, a divorced, a, a divorced dad. <laughs> like I was done for the evening. It was super late at night and I was like cutting my hair in the sink at work. Yeah. Uh. All right, so th- this I'm is a dodging new... dodging calls from your lawyer. It says, yeah, this is a new level of living, for sure. I know, it's going to make us really appreciate... It's going to make us stronger people it and is. stronger couple, a stronger couple. I think so. Uh, what What's up, what's up with you? <laughs> Wait, we should say the name of this podcast well, you're, is... You are... If you're still with us, you're currently listening to Reverse <laughs> Psychology, the podcast. We're two psychologists. We're both two of them, psychologists. And we're going to talk about psychology and eventually. we're married. Mm-hmm. Oh, if we, you we can, forget to say if that. If you sometimes. can believe it, I think at this point it's not providing information; it's providing reassurance that we're still married. Oh, why? I think because people are like, it can't, it, it, they can't be that perfect all the time. <laughs> Some tragedy is going to befall. Maybe but no. we should, we should um, Get into a upload fight? the yeah, upload the the audio from when we did fight on the air. Oh yeah, I do on have one air. episode where we did <laughs> caller on the air. Yeah. All right. Uh, can I hear the time you fought? <laughs> Yep, stay tuned. At the end of this, there's going to be a 35-minute unedited version of us getting into a fight while still having the wherewithal to hold the microphones to our mouths <laughs> like it was ever going to be released on something. <laughs> I want to film the video of us recording this, and then I want to watch it back with you, but like the NFL where I want a little marker and I want to draw like, <laughs> see right here, this is, you, you did a little sniffle right here and drop circle around your nose, mm-hmm. d- draw little boogers in. <laughs> That'd be fun. You do that more. Well, I'm a... I'm a psychologist. Are you a psychologist? Yeah, last last I checked on the internet. Last I checked with trying to get my vaccine, I'm a psychologist. Yeah. Can you have me my water? Here you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I'm going to keep that in so people can hear how kind <laughs> we are to each other. Yeah, we're both we're both not anti-vax, but we are not vaxxed because <laughs> right now vaccines in the state of Florida are hypothetical. Right. That is that is true. Yeah. They exist in some people's minds. Yep. Uh so we might get a vaccine in the near future. Yeah, at this rate, I'm starting to make my own. It'll probably be faster. <laughs> and oh, we did. Uh, yes. Because in the theme of us being doctors, you and I did go on a joint doctor's appointment over the week. <laughs> I we did every so often to really reinvigorate a relationship. We like to really bum out an office full of people. <laughs> we checked in for a dermatology appointment. Our appointments were 15 minutes apart, and we we're like, oh, we'll just share a room. And every every step of the way, they're like, you know, there's like more than one room here, right? Like great. no, we want to sit in these paper paper dresses dresses <laughs> together, and while they rip slowly down the yeah. leg. The paper top, there's at least thought into it. There's like a head hole, and like it was like a smock. It covered me. The paper bottom was just a giant paper towel. It it's not just, even. It's like a one ply paper. T- I mean, it's yeah, like it was the flimsiest. I was. I basically didn't have anything on the bottom when she walked in the room. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, we were hanging out. Completely in our, nude in a doctor's office, just yeah, chatting. Yeah. She walked in. She was completely outnumbered. <laughs> um, we're talking over her. Yeah, but we we had a fruitful visit. Yeah. And we had skin checks. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Yeah, I go to the dermatologist every time after I go in the woods, so she can look for ticks. It's, it's expensive. When are you going to the woods? Yeah, whenever. You're. You want to talk about your appointment? My soon-to-be appointment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get a bumpectomy. <laughs> They're going to shave down my bump. They're going to remove it. And yeah, I asked I if gonna, I could watch. She and said then, no. I can't. I'm confused on what she said, actually, though, because she said, well, you have to sit down. She, I think her thing was she, they're not going to want you in the room. But she said, no, I'm sorry. You can't. You have to sit down. And then she kind of made a motion like she was sitting down and looking. So yeah. like maybe I could sit and look. I So my confusion was I think that she, and this is not me being cocky. I think she was trying to match our energy and make a joke mm. and it wasn't funny and we didn't react as if it was a joke we reacted as if it was fact and then she kind of got uncomfortable and changed the topic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm worried that it's not a cyst it's like a like a spider sack and they're gonna cut it open <laughs> and a bunch of spiders are gonna crawl out that's so gross i'm gonna ask the doctor what what are the chances <laughs> oh my God. i mean sir what are the chances that once we open this we're never gonna be able to close it up again I'm you think it's g- just going to be an ongoing spider sack experience? Yeah. Every time it starts to heal, another spider comes and and makes it its home again. I don't know what's in there. Maybe it's a portal. I am going to ask the doctor if I could hold his hand during it. Is that weird? <laughs> I think it would be really hard for him to cut and hold your hand. Well, I'll hold his non-dominant hand. I just don't really understand surgery. Like, how do you not bleed out? Like, they're making such a deep cut. Like, how are you not bleeding? Because I'm... I did get a email saying that I need to drink a bunch of blood the night before. Mm-hmm. Just as a reserve. No, because there's not... They're going to put something in my back. Magic or something. Keep blood from falling out. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's happening soon. Yeah, that's our and health. And if you... I mean, we'll record that weekend During after it. that and then yeah. you can assess whether or not it was the Mike's source sense of, my humor. of humor was back there it's one of my humors mm-hmm. yeah also for everyone listening right now that is all private health information so do not tell anyone <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting my bum removed that's my your private health information now yeah that's a hipaa category yeah anything in the new in the world of news or psychology updates that you want to drop? No, I, I do want to talk about how last night we played Things. I love that game. And with it, some friends. And um, we both we had a similar answer. We had a lot one. of similar answers. Yeah, we did. And then people said, maybe you spent too much time together. Yeah. I told them mind their own business. But one of my favorite ones that I keep thinking about today was, um, so uh, if you don't know the game, it's basically like someone reads a card and then it's like a fill in the blank. Yeah. It's like things that whatever like things that rollerbladers complain about or things that you wish your mom taught you and then you write in like a funny answer or a very sincere answer Mm -hmm. or sometimes you misunderstand the question and you answer something (laughs) that you thought was asked uh what was ours things which one were you are you thinking about the space one things that astronauts complain about things astronauts complain about right and we mike and i had the same answer ish and um what was yours too many white people and mine was <laughs> lack of diversity lack of diversity lack of diversity in the crew i i 
I mean, mine was a more blunt answer, but I think that it is. I mean, it is a big problem where there's not. Well, or, I don't know if they complain about it in space, but. Probably not when when they get there. They have other things to worry about. I think mm-hmm. leading up to it, mm-hmm. it's probably brought up. <sighs> it, it gave me a laugh, though. Yeah, it was good. There's yeah. a couple other ones that we had the same answer on. Yeah. That was good. Um, that was good. All right. So should we stop? Should, should we stop? Hey, do we, I think we have some reviews. Hey, whatever happened to that guy who would listen with his kids? We've oh, never heard back from him. The Ultra Dad? Mm. Yeah. I, I don't, maybe, they, maybe they outgrew it. Okay. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> End of topic. New topic. Do you know the way to San Jose? Yep. All right. So... Today, we are going to be talking about, which is ironic given all the PHI that we've been spilling, we're talking about confidentiality. PHI. Oh. So, what is confidentiality? (laughs) (laughs) Broadly speaking, how do you... So... How do you define it? (laughs) How do you define... I always... That's how I start every appointment. How do you define confidentiality? Listen, before we blah, 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 how do you define confidentiality? Like... Just in general as a term or an, in therapy? When you talk to a client, when you, when, oh, a, I think you're in a unique position given where you're sitting right now. Urine. Urine. Yeah, you're in urine. Because uh, you talk to like, you talk to parents, you talk to children, you mm-hmm. talk to teachers, mm-hmm. you talk to other mm-hmm. psychologists, you mm-hmm. talk to mm-hmm. cats. Ha- cats, you talk to rats, mm-hmm. ha- dogs. What are the different ways that you broach the topic of talking about confidentiality? Dr. Diana, um, I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> the different ways. I mean, it, it's kind of the same way. I I kind of make it more kid friendly, I guess, when I talk to kids. I think kids are nervous. I'm going to tell their parents things. Do you use puppets to explain it? Yeah, I use drawings and dolls. Uh, I I mean, yeah, kids are afraid. I'm going to tell their parents things. And then I, it's cute. Like sometimes I'll have a, a like a adolescent or like a preteen client and they'll say something like, I want to tell you this, but I'm nervous that you're going to tell my parent. Is this is this a confidential thing? And I'll say like, well, what can you tell me the like idea of what it's about, and yeah. then I can tell you. I'll play twenty questions with it. Um, so you know, I just do the three things. One. I say, well, I say I have to keep everything you tell me in this room. Okay. Anyone who comes in this room can hear it. Yep. Uh, between us, is what I say. Yep. And then I say, so anyone who walks between us is also an yeah. us. Do mm-hmm. you have to legally tell them if you're a cop? <laughs> yeah, that's. I I think that's a lot. It's part of confidentiality. Yeah. I promise you, I'm not a cop. I say I have to keep everything between us. You tell me. Um. If if you tell me some, I say if you tell. I say I say. <laughs> I say I say. Anything you whisper into my mouth is a secret. <laughs> if you bring something up, or if we're talking about something that I think it would be important for your parents to hear, I will talk with you about if you would feel comfortable sharing it with them with me together and we can figure out ways to do it. Do you want to just pick up that? Yeah, I'm going to pick the bowls because he is rolling it on the side. <laughs> it's literally on its side and the cats are playing with it. Okay, so so I yeah, so I asked, I let them know like we'll talk about something if if it might be important to discuss with your parents, but that doesn't mean we'll have to discuss it with them. I you know I think there are some things we'll talk about that might be helpful, but I have to tell someone if you tell me one, you're gonna kill yourself. I usually depending on the age of the kid, I might say, say something different. 
No. I don't even say that across the I work with adults. No, I no. If you're gonna fucking kill yourself. No, I'll say like if I if you're gonna hurt yourself in a way that's gonna cause a lot of damage or danger. Yeah. Um if you are gonna go hurt someone else. Okay. Sometimes I say like, because I don't want to be like, if you shoot someone else with a gun, like I'll say yeah. like, like, don't itemize it. Well, no, I'll be like, I'll give them an example. Like if you had a baseball bat and you left this room and you told me I'm, I'm going to go hit that guy over there with this baseball bat. Like I would have to stop you. Yeah. So I try to make it like <laughs> kind of funny. relatable. <laughs> Not funny. Make it a fun thing for them. I Yeah. And then, um, obviously the last one is if someone's hurting you or abusing you. Yeah. They usually, I think they get that. So, but I, that's what exactly what I tell. Usually parents are in the room when I'm saying this. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So they kind of hear it at the same time. And then I think, you know, I do pretty close. I, I meet with the parents almost every time anyways. So with the kid, so, you know, we, we talk about some of that stuff along the way too. That's cool. Yeah. What, what about you? I usually only bring it up after the fact when I have to break confidentiality. No. <laughs> that's completely a lie. No, I, I always start. Oh, sorry. I was going to say something else. If they're paying their insurance, I do have to tell them that sometimes there are things that insurance will ask for that I don't have control over. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I was going to say is I, I always start the first appointment with it. And then if I ever feel like we're trending in a direction that it might be getting close to it. Yeah, I, I also yeah. sometimes, uh, as much as, much as I can, mm-hmm. I try to kind of bring it up because there mm-hmm. are some times where legally I have to disclose it, even though it might not be. Uh, I mean, in a case where like someone starts talking about like abuse that happened in the past, mm. it, it like it's a gray area. It's a gray area because they there's there's cases where if they've never reported before, mm-hmm. technically I'm the first mandated reporter hearing it. Mm, like if they were a child. Like if they were a child, but then there's the question of are is anyone in, at risk now? And so like if they're like, yeah, I didn't want to report my uncle, but this is what happened. Speaking of, did you hear <sighs> that the Boy Scouts of America is ha- like having a real uh, moment right now with people coming out saying they're abused again? What do you mean again? I feel like that happened before. I, I don't know if it's again, but like a bunch of people are coming out saying that they were abused as Boy Scouts. So it's like over 90,000 yeah. people. It's it, way more than the um, the priest issue. I know I make joke of a lot of things. This isn't me making a joke about this, but I feel like that makes way like priests don't take you. Ca- like this seems like with Boy Scouts, mm. I look back at Boy Scouts and I'm like, I was Boy Scout very briefly. Then I was like, I am not good at this. <laughs> Even then it kind of made me uncomfortable. It's like, Hey, like, this dude who's a Boy Scout 10 years ago is going to take a bunch of you guys camping, have fun. Mm-hmm. And even then, I was like, I don't super feel comfortable with this. This yeah. is weird. There's some really, really sad stories yeah. in there. It's, yeah. It, it just seems like when the reporters broke the Catholic priest story, they should have rode that wave. And they're like, all right, let's go over to the Boy Scouts now because there's got to be some stuff going on. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So so in, in, that, in that gray area case, it'd be like, all right, well, is that the person that did this, are they still around children? Because then we actually will have to report that. But if they're like passed away, then it's like, all right, then actually I don't think there's a need to report because there's no risk. So usually those were the times I warn. But I tell people generally, everything we talk about is going to stay between us. There's only a handful of times that that might not be the case. To kind of make it more of a like easier conversation, I always start with like, one is like if you give me explicit permission, like if it helps you in your life mm. and you yeah, say... Yeah, I don't say that, but yeah, I let people know that for things like yeah, if you're gonna be if if you're missing work to come here and if you give me consent, I'll write you a note. Like that's fine. Like just kind of showing that this is not 
it's not a punitive thing. It's like the whole thing is about how to make things easier. And then I say two is if you're not feeling safe. And then I say, oh, if you're not feeling safe in the case where like you might hurt yourself or hurt other people. Three is if we learn about a child or an older person or a disabled person, basically anyone that can't take care of themselves, if they're not safe, we have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with those two, I say, and I'm, I try to be very clear of the thing I always say is I don't like surprises, which is a lie. I actually do like surprises. <laughs> but I say I don't like surprises and I don't like surprising people. And so I, as best I can, I'll never like sneak off and come back and be like, all right, call the cops. They're on mm-hmm. their way. Sure. And so I try to make it really clear, like, this is collaborative. And mm-hmm. so if we find out a report needs to be made or we're not feeling safe, we're going to talk about what's the best plan to get back to safety. Yeah. And then my job is to be supportive. And if that involves breaking confidentiality, like again, I want to get your consent for it, but there might be times where that's not possible. Yeah, I like that. And um, Thank I, did, you. I had a training one time and, you know, I, growing up, growing up as a school psychologist yeah. that doesn't make a lot of sense but when you were a teenage school psychologist yeah uh, we were always trained to obviously you know we're mandated reporters but kind of like if a parent tells you something or a kid tells you something like report it but don't like talk to them about it yeah. you're not an investigator kind of thing like don't yeah and so that I've was trainings like that too which always made me feel weird yeah and that so that was my mindset and then i had a training when i was on an internship and they were talking about like how reporting can be collaborative and it can actually be therapeutic it doesn't have to like if you if you kind of it can still be therapeutic yeah if you report behind someone's back not maliciously but like you know if someone tells you something and you're like all right well i'll see you next week yeah. and then you immediately go on the phone and call yeah nope um that can damage like that that the therapeutic ramifications for that it oh, can yeah. be really really damaging and i get it because those conversations are awkward it's so uncomfortable but at the same time like again if you're there to be therapeutic like it's the harder therapeutic thing to be like all yeah, right like we gotta, sure. we gotta come up with a plan like this is serious right 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 so there's one other thing i tend to say okay and that's actually what i want to talk about today okay so the last thing i say is and i always again in my, my 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 spiel is very rote and very routine. I go, all right, one more thing. It's never really come up for me, knock on wood. Uh, but if there's a court request for something, mm-hmm. and then I explain that it's a it's an interesting area because we have privilege with this, where mm-hmm. most court orders I can actually ignore and I don't have to respond to. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I ever get anything pertaining to you, I will always let you know before I take any action. Right, you, they can you, still consent. Well, that's why I say yeah. that. But I, I say I get I, I will. By default, ignore it and contact you first. And then uh-huh. if something we act on, we act on. And if not, I will let you know what the steps are for it. Continual consent. Right. Continual consent in therapy is important. Probably three or four times in a, in a, <laughs> a session, I, I go really quick. I want to go over again just like the three things I had said before. But that's the thing I want to talk about more specifically today is the legal piece of it. Like do our... No harm. Our... <laughs> going to blow past. Our... <laughs> notes in therapy and the topics talking about therapy are they protected from being disclosed in a court of law yeah that that is interesting could do yeah and do well, i don't know if you're going to cover this but i've thought about this before um do insurance companies have to keep them private can insurance companies be subpoenaed so that's a really interesting kind of wrinkle because if, if the insurance company is the third party payer mm-hmm. very rarely do they request the notes in general but they do have the ability to sure. request um but if if it's like a dis like if someone's filing f- for a disability, they have to give consent for their notes to go over, or mm-hmm. there's no disability. Like if if you file for a disability and you say, "Well, I'm seeing a therapist for this," you can't then refuse to give the notes. That will be grounds for them not 
right, approving disability. Approve, yeah. um, and so I've had some cases there where people disclose things in therapy and then later they're like, oh, can you give my notes over to the disability office because I want to go on disability? And I have to go over I'm like, all right, well, these, I just want to remind you, these are things that you brought up and I'm not going to change the notes, but I want you to consider that when these are things I'm going to be sending. The washing machine just ended and I wanted to just interject here that okay. your clothes are done right now. We should re-record that and make that what it plays. Oh, I don't think you can program your washing machine to play a song. Not with that attitude. Okay, so... But anyways, the there. so you brought up the last time we had met about... The last time we saw each other. Um, <laughs> times where the APA influences law. And so one, one of the cases you brought American up... American Psychological Association. And law. Uh, legal authority <laughs> with, within. Uh, and so... I, one of the cases I want to go over more in depth and then also just talk about the arguments against privilege because I think it's a really interesting thing. Uh, yeah. Wait, and also, like, we should talk about what privilege means because, I mean... <laughs> if things don't have to be disclosed, like, if they're protected from being subpoenaed or reported to a court. Okay. Do you want to talk more about it? No, I was just thinking because it has a lay definition as well. Yeah. Like, I have privilege yeah, like if in I my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm talking more like legal the pri legal privilege yeah. Yeah. of the legal sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. If it's protected from if a court can request those records or not. So there was a case. Uh, so I'm going to tell you a little story. Okay. And we're going to talk about sit the, right there and to talk about how I came to the Prince of Bel-Air. So June I got in one little fight. Good. My mom we only got have 25 scared. more minutes and then you have to leave. Okay. So let's <laughs> you're getting you're getting the face. So there was a case in 1996 Jaffe versus Redmond. Okay. So, uh, Prior to that, 19, June 1991, there was a complaint of uh, an ongoing fight in an apartment building. Mary Lou Redmond responds to it as the officer on call. Uh, she arri arrives and two women leave the apartment building first. Okay. Tell her that there's already been a person stabbed and she needs to go in and stop this fight. Oh, God. Before she can enter the building, two men run out, one of them with a lead pipe and is hitting the other one. She orders them both on the ground. Neither of them listen to her. Mm. Before she can do anything else, two more men leave the building, one of whom's name was Ricky Allen. Mm -hmm. Ricky Allen had a, a butcher knife. Jeez. And he is chasing someone. She again calls for them to, to so get... So now there's six people. There's six people. Uh, run out of this apartment. Yeah. She calls again. Everyone get on the ground. Put your weapons down. Ricky Allen lunges to stab or cleave, I guess, one of the men. <laughs> And then she draws her weapon and opens fire on him. Mm -hmm. And then he dies. Mm -hmm. uh, Who's the bus driver? Who The bus driver looked in the window. He <laughs> saw he, what he saw. He saw what he saw. He took out the saw, <laughs> saw the bus in half, two halves equal a hole. <laughs> he drove through the hole. We've been really loving that. <laughs> no, we, we've said that a lot at the doctor's <laughs> office. So before the police could arrive, per the court filings, uh -huh. before the police could arrive, so she calls for backup, apparently like... Uh, people came uh, pouring out of the apartment, mm. all of whom were just like in various stages of fighting. So there's like a... Oh, it was like a gang fight? I couldn't find any evidence of like what, what the fight was about or what was going mm. on. It was just a brawl going on. I didn't mean like a gang, like a gang of the streets. I meant like a gang of people fight. Yes. Then in that case, it was. So later, Jaffe, who was a representative of Ricky Allen's estate, argued that Redmond used excessive force. Mm. While the um, the legal proceedings were going on, Redmond leaves the police department. Oh. Witnesses testified to things like 
Ricky Allen did not actually have a knife. People testified that mm. Redmond left her car with her gun already drawn. So there's a lot of like yeah. interesting details about it. And right. Redmond's story stayed pretty consistent of what the, the version I told you. During pretrial discovery, her lawyer found out that Redmond saw a social worker for therapy 50 oh, times this is about her. since the event. Oh, so since the this shooting is a twist, I did not think it was going to go in this direction. I know there's there's plenty more twists. Do are we going to hear anything more about the six people who ran out? They that is for next episode. Is it each of them <laughs> saw a therapist? <laughs> they all have complicated court cases. Yeah, attached to it. Okay, so she saw a social worker, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, this the social worker said, "I can't give therapy to you. You're He's my, my son." <laughs> How can that be possible? <laughs> Turns out the social worker was actually a woman. That part is true. It was a woman, but that has nothing to do with the story. Okay. So Jaffe requested the all the notes from all those sessions to cross-examine Redmond, saying that he could get a he wanted to find if there's inconsistencies between her official oh, story. Oh, I see. And the story that they told the gosh, could you imagine that if the social worker took that kind of detailed notes? Yeah. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be like, oh, and today client reported. Yeah. She actually left the car with a gun. There are times where, in my mind, I'm like, this note is so sparse of really good detail that I would love if it got subpoenaed. They're like, yeah. oh, you reported that patient showed up on time. <laughs> I know. Patient deep breathing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you exactly. You also spelled all of those words incorrectly. Gaving, gave homework for anxiety. Yeah. But anyway, so they got subpoenaed. The therapist refused. And Redmond's attorneys def- like filed that it was its privilege mm-hmm. to, to not... Uh, and so he, she didn't have to give it. Okay. The trial judge, and this part's real fucked up. The trial judge said privilege wasn't an issue in this. And then he instructed the jury to assume that if they don't see those notes, assume the worst and that there's damning evidence in it. I don't really understand what judges do, but that seems like something they shouldn't be I able to like do. I feel like he was the judge wasn't wearing robes. He's wearing an all-white suit and he was talking in a slow draw. <laughs> they appealed. So uh, Redmond lost the case. Was uh, she was fined five hundred and fifty four thousand dollars? Oh jeez! Uh, they appealed. The so it was a civil case. They, they were they were claiming excessive force and like wrongful death. I think. Hmm. Uh, isn't that, I'm sorry, but sorry. this is a, an aside, maybe. But mm-hmm. wouldn't that be covered? Like, it, it, I'm sure there police officers have to carry some sort of liability, and that should be covered by the police department they work for. She go- herself was being sued, not the police department. Yeah. Anyways, I don't. Yeah. I don't so really like, it's kind of like when you see a lot of these like very public shootings where like the county police department's being sued, but sure. also the officers being sued. Yeah, yeah. And so she herself was being sued. I don't know about the county or whatever. They appealed. It got vacated. So the appeals court said no, there was privilege, and that judge unduly influenced the jury, which he did. And then Jaffe brought it to the Supreme Court. Okay. Now we're in the Supreme Court. Of the land. Of the land. Oh, um, yay. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. Do you know um, that they say that in the beginning? It's awesome. Yeah, That's I do. the favorite part about court. It's so old. Like they, It's so old-timey. I want that job, though. I want to be the oh, yay guy. Maybe it's just a recording at this point or a guy in a uh, booth. That would bump do me you think, so Are much. they meeting uh, live now? No. Or are they virtual? I think they're virtual. They're all old AS. I know. So, yeah. So, anyways, the Supreme Court, just, just to kind of jump to the, the end said that under the 1975 Federal Rules of Evidence, uh, psychotherapy notes are protected. Okay. All but two Supreme Court justices said, yep, 
uh, a therapist the, doesn't have to to give it to the court. What are the two who said they should? Like, what's what's their? I'm gonna deal? give you one, and that's all. That's all I really want to talk about today. Is, is there is the their the, dissent? the, the dissenting? Okay, opinion. I'm excited about this. So and who is it? I'm gonna give you thirteen guesses. Scalia. Yep. Yeah, he it was ate, Scalia. One time, I heard a report about him that he every day at lunch he ate an entire apple core and all. Scalia. The more I read about it, the more I feel like he is a monster. He, yeah, he's yeah. a really weird guy. He also, whenever you look at a picture of him, he looks uncomfortable. Okay, so what did Scalia say? So Scalia, he disputed <laughs> every major logical premise of the, the majority's decision. So <laughs> I, not to brag, I read the entire dissenting opinion. It was actually very interesting. Okay. He had essentially two large premises, but he like critiqued the shit out of the majority opinion. Okay. So he said the first thing was that the majority opinion was re- emphasizing that uh, psychotherapy is protected. And he was like, that's a lazy argument, blah, blah, Mm. blah. But his first argument is essentially, it's questionable if there's a a social importance of psychotherapy. Okay. So he essentially said, it's questionable if psychotherapy provides enough social good where it's worth protecting Hmm. from disclosure. What's his history of... He's, experience with this a lot of this stuff he's like it's it's not important so i don't even i don't need to go despite what my wife says <laughs> and now it's law i don't have to go to therapy barbara or whatever scalia's wife's name was so he said there's a lack of sufficient evidence that psychotherapists can be distinguished from the friends bartenders hmm. siblings and family that's i mean that's true i i i have seen that research yeah i love that article Direct quote. This is a direct. I love that blog post. Yeah. Yes. That someone wrote while on the toilet. Direct quote from the the dissenting opinion. Ask the average person, would your mental health be more significantly impaired by preventing you from seeing your therapist or from preventing you from asking advice from your mother? I have little doubt what the answer would be, yet there's no mother-child privilege. I I feel like Hmm. he's, he's really putting a lot of weight into it. The advice his mom gives. Yeah, I know. He must have had a significant advice receiving You want to know twist number two? His mother was a psychotherapist. Really? No. I, oh, I don't know. that would have been that so would be good. Great. I don't know. Otherwise, maybe she was. I couldn't I find know. that information. So essentially, his thing was is, and this is a piece I kind of agree with, but I mm, don't totally mm-hmm, agree with. Mm-hmm. He said, where's the line? So essentially, he says, there's attorney-client privilege. So your attorney doing the role of an attorney you like you he can't disclose but he said it's not legal advisor client privilege so you, you don't have privilege with your accountant or with your tax advisor hmm. and so he's basically saying really if he wasn't such a dick it would be much more effective yeah he, he had like nine pages of just saying that therapists aren't helpful but really what he was saying was what he got to was should a social worker be considered in the same camp as a psychiatrist or a psychologist that's the issue he was really taking hmm. because he said that. But I mean, a bunch of dirt bikes just rode by. If you're going to somebody with the explicit goal of kind of bearing your soul. Yeah. It seems like that should be protected. Yes. And it, interesting. One of his other arguments in there was he said that he doesn't believe that the relationship would be damaged if people knew that courts could subpoena. He's records. just wrong. I, I feel the same way because can you think of any and I have I have some so this isn't, isn't like a gotcha question but in you saying that do you, can you think of any uh, circumstances where 
people would feel more uncomfortable knowing that it could be subpoenaed in divorce proceedings yeah i mean i mean also think about like in certain states if you're homosexual and you're seeing a a a therapist yeah like kind of what you had talked about last time like if there's anti there's laws against homosexual sex like i feel wildly uncomfortable going to a therapist knowing that like an, an attorney could subpoena this and i could get arrested for sodomy yeah i mean there's so many issues there yeah he also said if if a person wants the benefit of telling the truth they should accept the adverse consequences of telling the truth everywhere so he felt like you shouldn't be able to tell the courts one thing and tell your therapist something else that's not even the point though like yeah. i don't well the, the other issue is that I'm taking with this is it's not a laser, it's a shotgun. Like mm. they asked for all the the documents. Yeah. They, they didn't ask like, oh, did she say this? Mm-hmm. So what if like what if you're seeing a cl- like a client who has a court hearing and then but they also but they're talking about other stuff and it gets subpoenaed. So now everything is out there. You, yeah, I you, don't know how that works enough to I, I don't yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well I well, I think that's how it works. Like, I think that rapport would be questionable yeah it's under those circumstances well it's sad too because if someone goes through a trauma especially because like very rarely is a trauma like cut and dry like they also so they don't get the benefit of working through and processing it because they're worried that there might be a court hearing about Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah i agree yeah rainquist jumped in at the very end Mm. of the argument to he so he only dissented on one premise which is a social worker should not be considered in privilege Rehnquist said, or Scalia wrote for what Rank he was talking for Rehnquist. Uh, uh, psychologists <laughs> He'll are... will have yeah, the beef. My partner will have the beef, and <laughs> I will have him. Uh, psychologists are uh, considered experts in therapy. And so at that point in the argument, they said, there's justification to consider a psychologist the go-to over a rabbi or a priest or a family member. However, a social worker doesn't have the same expertise level. and But weirdly, they then said... So they should be considered at the same level as a friend or a priest, which that, that's, I'm sure the National Association of Social, Social Workers didn't like that. I don't know, that seems like a super lazy delineation yeah. too. Um, and so he points out that they also point out that, um, and then this is also a very weirdly lazy argument. They said that the relationship that a psychologist has with someone is more narrow than a social worker because a social worker could also provide benefits and find resources. But there's like, usually you're going, like, you know, you're going to someone for therapy. It's not like you walk in, you're like, all right, whatever you want to do. Do you want to, like, mm-hmm. what role do you want to fill? One of my best pe- therapists I saw was a social worker. Oh, yeah. Did you ever get confused on whether or not they were doing therapy with you? <laughs> I was like, why are you trying to find housing for my mom? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what they're saying is it's not clear. The, the, the client's confused perpetually for it. They also raised an argument, which I agree with a little bit. But again, it's the same thing where like it's overstated. But they were saying essentially they brought up the issue. So they brought up the and this is awkward. They brought up the therapist credentials mm. and said that there is there's no clarity in her qualifications that said she was trained as a therapist hmm. because hmm. It's, a, and, it's interesting and that part i was like okay i i think that could stand yeah but at the same time i don't know if that's accurate or because they they pointed to like they need three thousand hours of supervision but there's nowhere there saying those have to be direct client supervision they could be anything yeah so i get that but at the same time they didn't pull her specific qualifications mm. to say see this lady was she was she was an expert in finding housing mm-hmm because then, then the issue was like she's practicing outside of her scope. She was a licensed clinical social worker. Yeah, she had a license she had, to provide yeah, she therapy. She had to 
give certain have certain number of hours of training and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's really interesting. Um. So what happened with the case? The case stood where uh, Redmond didn't have to pay. It was found that the judge unduly influenced the court. Okay. And the was records, there a retrial or? I don't know. In, like nowhere does it say that it just like magically it's done with but now the rule is that uh, psychotherapy notes are protected and um, who gives psychotherapy that's that's the murky thing it's state by state specific because so, psychotherapy isn't a protected term right it is not yeah so it, it's state specific so like in florida it would be psychologists licensed clinical social workers licensed clinical mental health counselors yeah um, but then if you're just like a therapist or a life coach those, or, a counselor. or a counselor, those aren't protected. So typically it's, are you licensed by some board that is recognized by your state? Mm. That then becomes protected. The other interesting element is, I was reading this, and this is like an interesting, there's not good clarity at stuff I was looking at was, what do you do if the court requests your records? Yeah, I, I remember that from the uh, law exam and not totally feeling clear i mean honestly what i would do is call an attorney yeah that's what i would do too one one article i saw that was put out by the apa said and it was an article about confidentiality and it said like your records could be subpoenaed but never says what to happen but then there was a more recent from the apa saying if the therapist feels like it's violating the ethical code that they agreed to Mm. it's their obligation to educate the court on why they can't provide it so you you can't just ignore it but you can provide a response saying, because of X, Y, and Z, I, I, my ethical code says I cannot provide this. Yeah, I'm going to call an attorney. I, I would absolutely call an attorney because Redmond's therapist, the judge censured her and then uh, fined her the legal fees of the, of the trial oh, for wasting their time. So imagine that's, that's the real fucked up thing. Because imagine if you're a therapist doing your best... You stick to your ethical code. Doing your best. Yeah. I'm just doing my best. Yeah. You stick to your code and then some judge is like, hey, you owe $20,000 now because you wasted everyone's time. Like that. Yeah. That kind of stuff scares me so Mm -hmm. much as a like person in private practice. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that we like, you know, if you work for someone kind of have a little bit of protection. Yeah. And I I gotta wrap it up. I got three minutes. Okay. So what'd you learn? Um, I learned... Uh, a little bit more about confidentiality. I learned what you say to patients, which I always like yeah. learning. Um, You're going to find out more about that because now you have an office next to my office. I know. What if we hear each other giving oh, therapy? What if we talk about each other to our clients and, our, and we hear each other? We, we, d- we have a lot of white noise machines and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm good other than that. I'm good too. And you have three minutes to your meeting. So you can go powder your nose. I'm going to make some cereal. Ooh. Yeah. What recipe do you follow? Um, it's a soup. It's a cereal soup recipe. Okay. Um, just like cold soup. It's like a vichyssoise. Okay. But with chunks of a puffin gazpacho, if you will. That's another one that guy switched out, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, he switched. I don't know if he got the right delivery because almost everything is switched out <laughs> with something that's not the analog. Yeah, Instacart is great when it's great. Yeah, when know? it's not great, you know what it what it is? Not great. Poop. I love poop. Poop. A poopy. <laughs> that's poopy. Okay, let's let's. Should we stop while we're ahead? Let's stop while we're winning. Okay. All um, right. Love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. Big timer. Big, big dime. Big dimer. <laughs>
Big Dimer. Big Dime. Timer. Okay. One minute? No. How many minutes? Well, we usually do 60, but we're going to have to do 55. Okay. Hold on. By the time I set this, it'll be like <laughs> 52. This is great audio. 